0: Santiago Amigos, and welcome to episode 19 of The Old Man and the CV. So we're joined today by Peter Mansfield. Um, Peter has been a CEO and MD for a number of different organisations in different verticals with many years experience as a senior exec. Peter, welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you. You've worked in different sectors, different verticals different senior roles. Can you give our listeners a few highlights of your career?
1: Yeah, of course. I I sort of positioned my career in sort of three equal chunks. Uh, I was an officer in the British Army for about 12 years, uh, and I had a fantastic career, and thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed myself there. I then left and um, joined uh, Britannia Building Society on a management fast track programme, uh, which was a great grounding for somebody who had no commercial experience. I was then promoted and became managing director of their offshore bank and uh, doubled the size of the bank and the funds under management as my, my tenure as the managing director there. About uh, 10 years ago, I then decided that banking wasn't for me and I went into the world of technology I was the managing director of a credit reference agency that provided data and technology into into financial services. And then I've had uh, roles as chief executive of a a software company that supported financial uh, lending. And um, uh, latterly, uh, I took my technical expertise into the, the world of telematics.
0: interesting so let's go back a little bit then you said about different uh phases of your career you you began your career in the army uh which is a pretty good solid foundation for leadership as well as management um because you're working in often difficult circumstances um what were some of the key skills that you learned in the army that you then took into your second and third tranches of your career
1: yeah, well, the, the, the army being and um, you know a fantastic uh, organization, it, bu- it builds some real key disciplines for you. So it's um, the leadership, and at every level from any of the services, is second to none. The training and the emphasis they, that's put on it is phenomenal. And um, the second thing is operational management, just making things happen in the most efficient uh, way possible. Um, And the third part is change management. A number of times, and you just have to watch the news, that you have people, especially soldiers, changing direction at a moment's notice, whether it's supporting communities with flooding or driving fire engines or doing humanitarian relief or evacuating British nationals out of an African state or whatever that's in trouble, all done at the drop of a hat. And it's that ability to change role, learn what's important, and
0: deliver against those objectives at a moment's notice. So you've been a senior exec um, across a couple of different companies, uh, SaaS, technology, telematics. And there's this, I'm going to say, perception that this ageism is affecting mid-management, popping into senior management but i would you're you're a senior exec yeah so we're kind of told well actually some of the hiring managers are being influenced by senior management about age mm-hmm. and other people have said yeah but it's not just them it's the investors behind them too now you've worked with sass technology you would have had yep. funding behind those as well balanced i guess against the working with britannia and a almost a not vc backing but uh yeah shareholder uh, open market backing how do you then as a senior exec fit that into your head about this ageism in recruitment that's affecting you when in some ways you can say well you should know better you should be able to deal with it better because you've been a senior exec you've been part of that chain yeah absolutely and it, it is
1: it is frustrating and of course it, you know, they Perception becomes reality. you know they see a few gray hairs. They see you know, yeah we're not quite as fast across the ground or whatever it is. doesn't mean to say your brain isn't any sharper. I, I go quite regularly to the gym. I I will be 56 years old in a couple of weeks' time. I am faster, stronger, quicker off the mark physically than a lot of the people that are younger than I am at the gym. And and that's nothing. I'm nothing special. I think there are a lot of fifty plus year olds out there who are fitter, faster, stronger than I am. And intellectually, we have had you know we've had the experience, we've had the knocks and bumps and things along the way. We've got a, a huge number of core skills that have been absorbed you know through our careers to date. And um, you know there's, there was a something on online that I saw that. There was a, a young entrepreneur posted on, on LinkedIn that he was a multimillionaire at 24, 25 years, camera member. And he said he in the first few years he'd started at 17, he used to hide from customers and clients because they didn't want him to see that he was a 17-year-old because he wouldn't, they'd think he was just a, you know, he didn't have the credibility, and it's also almost then, if you say, well, if, if you carry that analogy through, that he's too young to have the credibility, are we now too old that we've got too much credibility and that we're stuck in our ways, and et cetera? And I, I don't believe that because you know, the, you think of how much the employment market has changed in the past 20, 30 years from applying for jobs in newspapers to the interviews, to psychometric testing, all the rest of it, and we've learned to adapt to that and we're constantly adapting to your know, ai etc and learning about these new skills that you know just because we've got a few gray hairs and a few knocks and things along the way doesn't mean to say that we are not as capable if not more capable than a person who's 10
0: or 15 years younger so what there's two points i want to come back on on that what advice would you give to CEOs, MDs, yeah. to pass on to their hiring managers, as well as the HR team, yeah. about the generic 50-plus generation? I think
1: is 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 you'll see them. Don't immediately start to sift them out at CV stage because they've got a long career history, because there's a lot of valuable lessons and experience in there. Um, that will be very useful in the future. Um, so I, I think absolutely see them and put them through the process and treat them as individuals, the same way you would treat a female candidate against a male candidate, for example. You know, the the age has got nothing to do with it. And I would say, you know, the, the somebody over their fifties is probably you know, if families and things are maturing, they haven't got quite as much responsibility on the home front, they can actually be even more committed to a business without the distractions than somebody 10, 15, 20 years younger.
0: So someone asked me the other day about what's it like for the HR view of the slightly older candidates and technology. And I kind of said, it's like, being in a clearing in the middle of a thick forest and HR in there, and I need to recruit a woodcutter, but the axes are in the clearing. Mm-hmm. And then to make it even more challenging, that thick forest is surrounded by a 12 foot barbed wire fence, which is AI. Mm-hmm. And the older person who doesn't know the technology gets frustrated he can do the job he's been wood cutting for years he can clear the path he knows the tools are in that clearing and i said but what hr are doing is not supplying wire cutters for them to get through the 12 foot high barbed wire fence because Mm -hmm. they just don't understand that some people need those wire cutters yes so put you on the spot how do we help address that as well but I think there's, there's um, a couple of things. I,
1: I do some speaking at, uh, at Manchester Business School to people leaving the forces. And the, the, the I say to them, I say, for better or for worse, the forces are very good at, and it's the only organization I've come across that actually trains you before you go into the job. So you've got the skills and the requirements before you go into the job. Once you leave the forces, the only person who's responsible for your career, your training, your development, et cetera, is yourself. And I think there is an onus on the individual to, if if the latest technology is there, is to go and find out a bit about it and just understand the principles and things so you can have a, a conversation about it. I, I openly admit I was absolutely hopeless, in fact, to the point of I didn't want to know about it on social media. And I sat down and I spoke to people and I had conversations with people. And now I love using social media and I use it every day on LinkedIn and I'm posting, I've done podcasts and things on there and really enjoy it. And then you with AI and things that I go away and find out or you know, because I've got the time, I, um, I love cars. I think, well, now that I've got the time. I'm going to take the car apart. I'm going to fix the bits myself. And I go away and find out and learn and coach and train myself to do it. So I think, yes, there's, you know, the business has got to see, right, Peter has 95% of what we're looking for. There's never going to be the perfect candidate. And he needs a little bit of training on this. But let's put this into perspective. That bit he needs training is not a core component of his role. His role is leading and bringing all the people together to deliver the results. He just needs that bit of training. So we'll get him trained in that bit. But I think the individual has to make the effort to
0: meet them part way so he is seen as the credible candidate going through the process. Almost the candidate needs to say to HR, I need some wire cutters, help me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We've talked about quite a lot today, but what would be the key message succinctly that you'd like our listeners to take away from your podcast today, Peter?
1: To those in the similar age group as ourselves, and going back to the analogy I used earlier, but age is just a number, and it is your behaviours, your charisma, your style and everything that gives you that youth and energy. Um, and you know, I've met lots of people who are considerably older than I am, who have so much energy and are still working and still, still delivering for businesses. Um, that it's, it is it is that you know, the drive to learn and pick up new skills and knowledge and not well, we did it 25 years ago this way, it's bound to be the same. That's not the case. The world moves on and constantly moving, constantly changing you've got to prove an examples of your ability to adapt and move with it.
0: Senior exec, CEO, MD, Peter Mansfield. Thank you very much indeed today for joining the podcast.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Andy.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for this week, I'm afraid. Um, Next week's episode is another special episode and... Uh, listen next week to find out more. Have a good week. See you next time. Just time for the credits, for the music intro and the ident. Abigail Ila, Molly One. This is an almost pro production for Twenty Three Magic. Copyright twenty twenty three. See you next week, Santiago Amigos.